If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about match day. Match point. Match point. Match point. Match day is a whole other game. Oh, I screwed up already, Aaron. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I know you looked at match point because match day, I believe, is a, is a football That's game. That's true. That's yeah. true. So, Aaron, yes. I know that you're kind of a tennis expert. That's true. You did spend some time in your uh, younger years Playing, uh, playing the great sport of tennis. A lot of people find that difficult to believe, but it's true. I did letter, and amongst the letters I had in high school, was a, on the, I was on the tennis team. Uh, horrible player, but I was I did play. I did have some decent victories. Did you have any overhand smashes? Um, no, my, most of my attacks were underhanded. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, like, uh, <laughs> like putting putting icy hot in guys' bags. They couldn't oh, hold yeah. on to their thing, or, or when no one's looking, whack them. You know. Jim Cornette style. Your general tennis moves. No, but uh, I loved tennis back when I was in high school. It was uh, tennis was really on fire. I was going to say, what was it that attracted you to to join the tennis team? I, it was one of those things my buddies were playing, mm-hmm. and so I thought to myself, this tennis team has a distinctive lack of 250 pound tennis players on it, and bam, in tight white shorts, and I was Johnny on the spot. I rolled out there and well, went to work. Well, in tennis, work. there are weight classes, right? You're They're only not. going against other people no, your no, size? No, 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 no. For example, my partner in doubles was Hose. Who's, also not who a small man. Ju- he's two inches above the Mexican level for a mini. He's <laughs> a very small man. But we, yeah, I played tennis in high school, and like I said, tennis was a big deal. I used to watch uh, 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 Navratilova and Chris Everett Lloyd and John McEnroe and Jimmy Connors and... Von Lindel. How about Bjorn Borg? Bjorn Borg was a little bit before my mm. time, before I started watching. Who was the it. guy that was really like would be enraged in his kind of John McEnroe? Okay. He was outstanding. He always he was one of my favorites. He was kind of a worker. It was like a pro wrestling. He was very type. much yeah. like one. And and Jimmy Connors was too. A lot of those guys knew how to work the crowd and stuff. Uh, and eventually you had your Steffi Groffs and uh, uh, that that sort. Do you remember that show Phenom that used to be on? I don't. It was a sitcom about a teenage tennis phenom. No, 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 I don't remember that. I think you were probably in your mid-30s. That's probably why. Oh, I should mention Gabriella Sabatini. I was a big fan. A lot of attractive girls playing Big fan of hers, yeah. Yeah, I loved her. But uh, so... Was there a moment when you knew that your tennis career was over? Yeah, there was. And it was when uh, me and Hose were in a tournament, or or we're in a a meet, they called it a meet, against uh, Winfield, and we were playing two guys from my church. And we jumped out to an insurmountable lead, and then we both were out of gas, and we were in the third set. We'd give it away the second set. We were just getting killed in the third set. And Hose reared back with one of his classic cannonball serves and popped me right in the back of the head as hard as he could. Hose was horrible at aim. He whacked me, and I was like, you know, this is it. You know, <laughs> that's when he knew. And then, as an added bonus time, we used to Hose met his when he he started dating his current wife. They play. We'd go play tennis. It'd be me and her friend Sam on one team, and Hose and her on the other team. And I got mad one time because I missed the shot and threw my rack and just crushed Sam, oh the girl, gosh. in the leg. And she was a competent player as opposed mm. to me. Well, so you I, ruined her career. That was it for me. And then I will say, me and Wes went out about 15 years ago to recapture our tennis glory. And we were out the court for about 15 minutes, and we were done. Done. We couldn't do it. We couldn't hit the ball. We couldn't run. We couldn't do anything. <laughs> I was like, we're done. Never again have I picked up the rack except in anger. Do you still so, have the white shorts? Always. I'm wearing them underneath these pants right now. That's good. I knew we were going to do this episode. I'll be able to sleep tonight. All right, yeah. 
So how about you? Did you play tennis when, when you were in school? I've, ne- I've never, I've, I've picked up a racket maybe once in my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I was never, you know, tennis, I, I'd watch tennis and it looked like those people were exerting themselves in ways that I was not comfortable with. That's true. You, you know, because you go, you would come in and out of so many different hobbies, mm-hmm. but they're, I guess, mostly geek-related hobbies. You know, my wife played a lot of tennis. I believe she, that. She played a lot yeah. of, and her, her previous boyfriend owned a tennis school. Wow. Yeah. Owned the school? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. And you, so what do you say to that now? I say, boy. Do you boy, own a tennis school boat? I, I, I ask her, Did you? are you sure you made the right choice here? <laughs> he owned a tennis school. You work at a school. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably be one of his employees. We you may be the luckiest right man on earth, Boat. I, I definitely you know outkicked my coverage. That's yes, for you sure. did. So, anyway, getting back to the tennis angle, I love tennis. And I used to play all the old games from back in the day. So, when we, I heard we were doing a tennis game, I'm always down with the clowns. So, I was excited about it. Um, match point is the game we're looking at. 1984, Boat. Uh, 1984. Yeah. It was a good year for you, right? That's about the time that you would have joined the tennis team. No, because that would, in 1984 I was 13. Yeah. No, I was I played the junior and senior years. Oh, uh, I yeah, see. I was I was I was way too young. So, you know, I you know we don't know anything about the uh, Sinclair in terms of game. No. So the, when I looked and saw who published this, it was published by Sinclair Research Limited, and I watched a video where a guy was expostulating on the virtues of those guys and all the games that they'd done. I was going to say, were they affiliated with? They had to have been affiliated with Sir Clive, right? I, I don't know. They published it. So I looked to see what they'd done publish-wise. Mm-hmm. These are publishers. And I just picked out, of course, we don't know any of the games. So I picked out games that had interesting titles, mm-hmm. maybe for future reference. They did a game called Escape. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Because I, I like I liked the radio show. Uh, they did a game. They did the Horus game. I like the Horus game. Now, I've heard these games, uh, they're much, uh, uh, they're, it's a, they're very divisive, these Horus games. Well, you know, I think a lot of the Horus games are just straight-up riff-offs of other games. Okay. But something like Horus Go Skiing, yeah. very very competent game. And then they did, uh, they did get this, they did Return of the Jedi. That's kind of interesting. I don't know what it is. Return but, of the Jedi? That's a Star Wars Here's film. the one. I know that. I know that. And they also did Oil Strike, but here's the one I'm really interested in. And they did tons more than this, by the way. They did a game called Disco Dan. Ooh. If put, there's ever a game that we need to cover on this show. Put that Disco on the Dan, list, the yeah. Disco Dan. Calling all Clive's Club members. Now, uh, this was uh, put out by uh, Scion Software Limited, a.k.a. Steve Kelly. I looked at, uh, see what Mr. Kelly had done. Uh, he's done a backgammon, a couple backgammon games, Checkered Flag, uh, Computer Scrabble, and uh, something called Magic. Might be interesting. Uh, and... Uh, so he has a pedigree of, of sorts. Uh, this game is uh, w- will support two people. Pretty cool. There's not doubles. It's only singles, but still kind of neat. So you can play simultaneous. It's got uh, uh, it supports joystick and keyboard. Uh, when this debuted, bud, you want just for fun? What do you think the original price on Match Point was? Boy, I'd I'd say um, nine ninety nine. You're close. Uh, it's seven ninety nine. Seven okay. pound ninety five p. Yeah. Which was uh, a lot of money to most Britons back then, in the day. And then it eventually, it was rationing, it eventually you know. came out to uh, three three pound when it was on a budget price. Now, I you know, I, you ever go to a website called The Cutting Room Floor? Have you ever heard of that? No. I love this site because you get all kinds of interesting little tidbits from games that you wouldn't normally see. And this game was actually amongst the ones in there. And it had a message that the developers put in it, which I'm assuming this is from uh, uh, Steve Kelly. And you, have, you can only see this with a hex editor, uh, but here's what it says. It says, 
in caps, I might add. If you have disassembled this code and intend making copies for resale, friends or other bear in mind you are a thief and that four people spend a great deal of time, effort, and sleepless nights producing this program. Then it's got a dash. Steve, comma, Anne, comma, uh, Marie, and Steve T. A few quid isn't that much to pay. Now, let so, me ask you a question. Yeah. Why would you bother disassembling the code to sell copies of this game? Well, because... I guess you could, get you could rid change... Of the yeah. Get rid of the computation. Yeah. And then that's not all. There's a little... There's an extra bit here. Dedicated to the girl... This is romantic, but... Dedicated to the girl who takes my breath away, and it's the greatest thing. That's written in there, too. What does that mean? He, What's got, the greatest he thing? He dedicated this game to the girl that takes his breath away, and her ability to do that is the greatest thing. I think that's very sweet. So, number one, don't pirate this. Number two, this guy loves his girl. He put it in the source code. That, it's right? in there. It's in there. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you don't seem impressed. If, if someone did that to you, you wouldn't be down with that? Well, I'd never see it because I don't know how to access oh, source code. Pirates would see it. Okay. And pirates were moved. That's that right. might have kept an emotional pirate. budge. That's, so, yeah. let's talk about this game. So, uh, it's a tennis game, Boat. Uh, you uh, come up to the main menu. You can select. You've got your uh, difficulty selection. You've got your, uh, uh, and I believe it's... Uh, quarter, semi, and finals are the mm-hmm. different, uh, you know, the different variants of game, which basically means how difficult and quick it runs. And then you've got your ability to uh, pick your pick the type of controller you've got. Mm-hmm. You fire it up. Well, you can also enter your name and yeah. the name you'd like, your and the name of your opponent, right. which I, I love that. Yeah. You put but, your worst enemy in there. Well, the problem is your worst enemy then proceeds to beat you like a dog. <laughs> That's true. Because this game's kind of tough. Um, so this game features what I, I would assume is a grass court. Uh, if the, the game has a lot of uh, uh, nice detail for the, t- for the time. Uh, you've got the full court there. You've got the judge in his chair. And you've got the, the official ball goof that runs across mm-hmm. and gets the ball when it hits the net. Nice touch. Yeah. Uh, you get a sound when you hit the ball, mm-hmm. uh, which pretty much is about the only sound you get. Well, it's, it's, it's the 48K spectrum. Yeah. You also have a crowd that is entirely made up of colored O's, colored circles. But it does the job. It looks yeah. like a crowd. Uh, it reminded me so much of games I used to play on the Coco. Mm-hmm. It's what this reminded me yeah. of. Now, I will say the two players, uh, you know, they've got extra details at the bottom of their legs that make them uh, more interesting looking. They've actually, in most games of this era, I'm not putting this over, but I'm just saying this is, I, I noticed this, is that when you, most character, tennis characters this era, they sort of just, you've got a, a glorified stick figure. It's your Intellivision running man. Yeah, yeah, right. This, yeah. this, these go a little bit further, and there's a little more elongation to the legs, and it makes it look better. Right. I, I like the way it looked. Uh, it plays a, 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 what I would say would be a very challenging game of tennis. I think challenging, but not unfair. Right. Uh, well, it's tough. Uh, there are things I don't like about it uh, The in terms of uh, the way you, you can't really steer the ball very well. Well, you can't really steer the ball very well in real time. Well, if you're playing like uh, a more modern game, you you can... You, you put can, a little English on you it. Can tell, no, you can place your shots. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, like we were talking about before the show started, this is sort of like very difficult pong more than anything else. The uh, One of the things that is... Uh, difficult to adjust to and you could comment on this is the is the way your racket moves as you approach the ball mm-hmm. did you know you know what i'm talking so, about yeah when you when you press your button your stance will change and or you will hit the ball depending on where the ball is in relation to your racket 
and um, sometimes you will uh, try to hit the ball and instead you will succeed in changing your stance and the ball will go right past Yeah, you. and that is the real hard part of the game. That's usually, most of the points I lost were because the uh, the ball was had crowded me to the point where my racket wasn't where it should be to hit the ball. Right. Right? Is that what you, the problems yeah. you had? Yeah. Um, it's, there are, again, we, there are no doubles. It's 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 basically. I mean, it plays a proper game of tennis. I will say, I like the uh, I like the fact that there's scoring uh, displayed all the time up in the back. You can see everything. You can see the names. They did a good job with that. And now, now I know this sounds pedestrian, but I mentioned that because I I'm, when I looked at this game to get some points of reference, I looked at games. I looked at tennis games that had been out and were coming out that same year. Right. So this is '84. So I had a, a quick look. So here's what was around. You had Activision Tennis for the 2600 Atari, which I actually played. Like I said, I think David Crane designed it. It's pretty good. But the one thing about that particular game is you play in a void. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're literally, it's a black background. But it's a lot faster than this, but the guys aren't nearly as detailed. Then you had Real Sports Tennis, also from Atari. That was on the 8-bits on the the 5200. It's It's okay. It's got better sound I've, than this. I've found the Real Sports series, by and large, I've not played this game, but I've never been impressed with any of those games. Well, I thought this one was okay. I'd played this one before, and it, again, it sounds better. It's faster. Both the Atari games were faster. I'm not sure. It's, and it, it helped. This thing gets faster if you play it a harder level, but I mean, uh, and then it gets impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's, faster is not necessarily better. Well, it's, this tennis. thing's really slow. Do you think so? I do. I think it's real floaty and slow, especially when you put it on that, on that first difficulty, which is what I played on. Um, now get this boat. So, Activision Tennis came out in '81 for the Atari. Real Sports Tennis for the 8 bits and the 5200 came out in '83. What came out the same year as this that you've probably played a million times? Probably it's on your wall over there. It is uh, NES Tennis uh, for the uh, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure you've had a cup of coffee with this uh, a few times. How, how do you think this holds up against that? Because that the one thing this game I looked. They both have one thing in common, is they both run about the same speed. Yeah. It's a slower game. You know, the NES tennis, without a doubt, looks better. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's a prettier game to look at. But as far as the gameplay goes, um, this I would put this right up there with it. Um, if not, maybe this might even control a little bit better than the NES tennis. A lot of those early NES games, the early NES sports games, are not great. Um, they, I put them up there with they, they are better looking versions of the real sports titles. They did a good job. Nintendo had a very excellent handle on the ability to introduce a cartoony character, and it would almost, to a certain degree, mask a pretty basic gameplay. That's not a, it's not an insult; it's a compliment. No. This game, and I and I wanted to point this out because I looked at a lot of magazine reviews and some ads, and this game was off almost. Every time I saw anything about it, it was billed as a simulation, mm-hmm. all right? Now, this seems hilarious or even hokey by today's standards, but uh, people did not look at this as just a tennis game for kids. They looked at this as a as a proper tennis simulator, mm-hmm. right? And simulators were a big deal back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, in the early days, they even because because if they tried to get to tell you, listen, this is you're not just playing. This is an experience. We're simulating mm-hmm. the actual sport it's like of tennis. It, if it's a rainy day and you can't go out on the court, you can do this instead. Exactly. I mm-hmm. mean, it seems. I mean, really, it's it's almost quaint now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That kind of thinking. But I mean, uh, uh, this was something I used to see quite often back in. in you read when any I was of those kid. old magazines? Yeah. Yeah, and so, so and baseball was the same way. Mm-hmm. This is a baseball simulation, and it was to a certain degree, and just like this is a tennis simulation, but. What made this a simulation versus, say, Atari or Nintendo is like uh, the little things that they put in 
the, the strict adherence to the rules. You've got your judge. They made it look like you would see a tennis match on TV, which I think was good. Um, aside from the... And the controls were fine, as you mentioned, except for the fact that it's tough to judge that racket change was difficult. And it, sometimes it was hard to, for me to judge, um, you know, where the ball was coming in. All right. Now, this game did have one of the problems that almost every tennis game ever made has. When you switch to the far court, it is a, I hate that. I hate that in every, I don't think there's ever been a tennis game made where I like that. Mm -hmm. There have been a couple that I play that you could turn that off right. and you're always on the four court. Mm -hmm. But playing in there, I don't know what it is about that. Do you have that problem as well? I, I would much rather play in the four court for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But in this game, I mean, it's, it, playing in a far court, it's just as well. Everything's fine. It play it controls it well, but it's just difficult. Mm -hmm. and it's got to be a mental thing, or, or maybe just well, I think judge the, the distance. Yeah, it's the way that you judge the distance of the shot that that, that I think is affected. Now, one thing I, I when I played this game, and I'm going to talk to you about what you how you played it, but when you play tennis, the the general rule is never play that midline. You either mm -hmm. go either play the, the back line or you go to the net. See, this is why I'm glad you're on the show. Yeah, if you play that midline there, you're it's like the zone of death mm -hmm. because that you're in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. Now, in this game, I noticed that I had much more success uh, playing the back line than I did Absolutely. rushing the net. Me right, too. you as well. Me too. Now, I normally like to be real aggressive in these games and kind of go up and try to. But mm -hmm. I mean, the problem is with well, you don't have the control of the ball. And it makes it difficult. Now, playing and really playing the back line, what it does is it buys you time. Right. You know? And in a modern tennis game, you have enough control over your swing that you can hit, you know, you get up there on the, on, on the line and you either bang it to the opposite end of the court where your opponent is or you just barely tap it, you know, and you get them that way. Uh, in this game, your swing is your swing. Yeah. And yeah. Now, did you go through the different difficulties on this? I tried each one of them. At least, uh, at I least could not beat times. easy, so yeah. I figured that it would <laughs> it would only get worse from there. I never beat. I never won a set on any level. No. Well, I'm not gonna. I but I did win games. I did come close a few times. Mm -hmm. uh, I found the computer uh, um, more than worthy adversary. And again, the frustrating part of this was just the when you hit the ball, you just felt like it, you were cast the four wins. Serving on this was not. You couldn't really serve to, to ace. Yeah, you can't really place your shot as you, well, well as I you mean, might you're like. You're not going to... You're not. I don't know. I don't think I ever aced the computer not even one time. Mm -hmm. I mean, And I, again, if you're playing with two people, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, which I didn't I didn't get to play with another mm -hmm. person. I, I'd like to try it. Uh, but with, with, with the computer, Alex, it was a, it was fun enough to where I enjoyed it. And I thought that it, the computer played, I thought, a pretty fair game. It's just most of the time I would screw myself by not being in position to hit the ball. I think that's pretty much the theme of this game. You're going to have to learn your positioning, and you're going to have to learn to understand, uh, you know, how the ball comes in as opposed to where your racket's at. Right. It gets a little weird. Um, any any other thoughts or observations on this one? You know, this is this is a real interesting game. Um, have you ever heard of Dieter Rams? Mm -mm. Okay, so Dieter Rams was. He's one of the main like um, influences on Apple product design. He worked for Braun for a long time, which makes razors Braun? and, yeah, oh, okay. and all kinds of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's all about like stripping everything down to like its essential components. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what this game is. I mean, you know, you've got you've got two guys with rackets. You're running around the court. You're hitting the ball. You've got the score up there. Yeah. You, you've, you've distilled everything from a tennis match down to its barest components, and you've got, I think, pretty good gameplay. I mean, for tennis games of the time, 
I think you'd be hard pressed to find a tennis game that plays better than this one. Um, you know, it's been a long time since I played the David Crane tennis. Um, you know, I, I just just playing this game makes me want to go back and compare it. But I would be very surprised if the, if that game played better than this game. It's been a long time since I played it as well. I remember liking it a lot, and I will say graphically, this one is better. Uh, but it, that one does have it does speedier and it does have better sound. Uh, this one, you know, but you would I would call this more similar than that because this one has more of the atmosphere of tennis, which is more important. You know, we were talking. Uh, some people don't like any tennis games on any system, and I have liked some. Uh, you know, I like that. Uh, uh, what is it? Tennis Cup Two. Is that on the Amiga? I, always, I never can remember the name uh, of of that particular, one, but it's, it's a sequel, and I love that one. And I also liked. Uh, the uh, Dreamcast tennis games are quite good. The 2K, mm-hmm. yeah. Sega 2K tennis or whatever. Uh, those are really good games. But really, by and large, tennis games are difficult. Uh, I played one on the on the 3DO that was horrible. I played, you know, I played a couple other ones that were just, I mean, they're not that good. Uh, oh, we played, remember that? We also played another wacky one on the Amiga that was real questionable. I may have done an Amiga's play on that one, but it was another one that was really strange. That's one of those that has the kind of uh, Prince of Persia style graphics. It, yeah, it was real strange. Mm-hmm. And you could actually free roam in the clubhouse or whatever. It's kind of strange. But I mean, this one is, it is the st- tennis distilled to mm-hmm. its most basic parts. Something else I wanted to mention is uh, when these guys switch courts, it's almost the old illusional switcheroo because the two characters run to the exact same point. <laughs> And then it looks like almost, almost like, like they just run. They pass through each other. They run right back to the um, to the uh, great courts too. Thank you, Lobster Terminator. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. But I thought I got a kick out of that. I like when a game. I mean, the programmer did go out of his way to add a little atmosphere to this, and so that that goes a long way mm-hmm. with me. Um, so I looked up some reviews on this one. Um, this reviewed real well. I mean, if you look. And I looked at a lot of user reviews too on on the uh, on World of Spectrum, and, and and this one's by and large is getting four out of fives or five out of fives from everybody. Uh, the the I've no I will say this I have noticed that the World of Spectrum scoring is real top heavy. You I mean, mean lemon style? Yeah, no, it's no, it's I think it's much much worse mm. than lemon. I don't know, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying I've noticed that the scores are people are much more generous with their with their high levels of points. This one scored uh, eight point two six. That is that is very high. Very high. Um, I just looked up a couple of reviews of this one. Uh, Crash gave this an eighty nine percent, which is I think uh, that's probably about right yeah, if you give, I, given I, the time. I think that's very again if you look at what was available, this would have looked quite nice. Uh, and uh, Sinclair user gave this nine out of ten. And again, I read their review. I read both those reviews, and they both mentioned simulation over and over. So I don't know. I wonder if that's a buzzword, or the or the people that made this were trying to push that out there, or that's just the way they were billing this stuff. But they loved they loved uh, mentioning that it was a simulation. I looked this up on eBay, and believe it or not, you could actually buy this. Of course, in the, not here, but in the UK, uh, uh, the tape complete. I saw them going all day long from between four and seven bucks US. So. Cheap, it's a cheap date. Cheap as chips. Yeah, if you want, if you, if you want, to, if you want to pick this one up. But I mean, overall, you know, simple is not always bad, and in this case, simple worked okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, and I like, I like tennis, so it kind of hit me where I like to live. We got, uh, we got some reviews from our Discord community. Here. Oh, great. Uh, Pixels of Dawn says, tennis is notoriously hard to simulate, and while this is a decent, if quiet, attempt, 
It's murdered by an inability to gauge the height of the ball and yep. the fire button being used to both hit the ball and a switch stance. Yep. Leading to my signature move of wait for the ball to arrive and then pull the racket out of the way. Olay! <laughs> <laughs> Four out of ten. Uh, how many times did you do the racket dance? I, you would come to the ball and go like, whoop, whoop, yep. whoop, 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 whoop. I did the racket dance a bunch of times. And then you scream at the screen, no! Chris Folds says, I had this game as a kid and I never liked it. Guess what? <laughs> Still don't like it. The control method is just not intuitive enough, and after 30 minutes, I just wanted to throw my stick at the wall as yet again I pointlessly switched sides instead of hitting the ball. But hey, it did come out in 84. Mm. Five out of ten. Ooh. And finally, Graham Vebke says, For 1984, this is a decent tennis game. It's not Pro Tennis Tour, ZX Spectrum or C64, nor Final Match Tennis, PC Engine. But it is simple enough to just pick up and play. Don't expect spin shots or drop shots to be performed on demand. And chasing some shots can be a challenge because this is purely a timing-based tennis game, which is almost at times like vertical pong. There you go. There you go. Six out of ten. So thank you. Uh, and as always, if you are a Patreon uh, supporter of the show, you get access to our uh, Discord server in which you can post your own review, which we will read on the air of the game of the week. You know, this game also had, as far as I could tell, it got reported over to a couple systems. I don't know where the original uh, version was, but apparently uh, this came out on the C64 and the uh, Amstrad CPC as well. So mm. it'd be interesting to see how those Man. versions fared. Against I've, I've been walking down that dark CPC path again. The Amstrad, I, it looks yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it? it's such a great, it's such a great look. I like machine. all. I like and I, and and the Beeb. I looked at Roy. Uh, they're all fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're all they're all a lot of fun. Um, we got some feedback this week. Aaron. Oh boy. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, this is this is from uh, the Huck. The Huck. Mm-hmm. Our boy uh, down in New Zealand. He says, "Hey guys." I'm really enjoying the Our Sinclair podcast as I'm discovering some games I've not played before. Although the Specky was my second computer, I didn't really have any many games for it, so it's great to see what's out there. Thank you very much for the time and effort you put into the podcast. You now cover both of my favorite systems. Cheers, the Huck. We love Huck. And the Huck, of course, gave us our own ZX Spectrum, yep. which you are going to take to the lab this Wait, week to you, try and you resurrect. Bur- what you burn up. I did accidentally kill our Spectrum. It's not so your fault, Boat. I it, apologize. It, it, it was a manufacturing defect. Um, if you're listening now and would like to write in with some feedback on the show, or if you'd just like to share uh, a Spectrum memory, we'd love to hear uh, stories of how you got your first Spectrum, You know what games you were playing. Send us a line over yeah. at feedback at OurSinclair.com. Or you can leave a message on our on our YouTube video. However you want to get a hold of us is fine. Uh, we'd love to hear your stories of the Spectrum because again, this is just something that was not uh, was not around in the United States. I'd like to hear where people bought them mm-hmm. or like uh, you know uh, if they got them for Christmas. I, we have no uh, we have no realm of we have no point of reference. That's right. That's right. We don't know. We just don't know. So it makes it interesting because these were never came over here. So make I'd be interested to see where you would get one of these over there. Yeah. Computer store. You know, Kmart. Where I don't know. Who knows. Right. Right. So, um, and uh, I would like to remind everybody if you do like this show, you can feel free to uh, throw us a couple bucks every month over on Patreon, patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Just like our awesome supporters, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. I also want to mention that uh, if you are a fan of Pixel Gaiden, which is a uh, which is a podcast I really enjoy. They have they're doing a, a quite a bit of spectrum coverage really? over there. They're they're really getting into uh, Eric Nelson and 
Uh, gosh, you I'm, know, I'm glad you mentioned him because he just became a supporter this week, and I didn't put him on the list. Yes. Eric Nelson, thank you so much. Yeah, Eric Nelson's. Uh, if you were into, you know, they they have a more modern slant than us because we don't play much new stuff. No, I haven't picked up a uh, controller they, since these guys, these guys remind me of us in a lot of ways because they they dealt they dip their toe in. They've got they're like us with a lot more money. Yeah, because they get these. They've got every system with every con- possible awesome mod for it. You know, it. those guys. They're out in California. They've got options. They're 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 just buying systems left and right. Eric Nelson's got the ultimate BBS setup. It just every week it seems like he's BBSing in on another another classic computer. He's living the life of a champion. He's got they've got it all, and they've they've just got cherried up. Well, Eric's had one for a while, but they've just got cherried up uh, Spectrum stuff. They've got all this awesome stuff. I, I learn a lot about new uh, classic hardware that's been upgraded into new stuff from that show. And uh, I, I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, um, and Eric's, Eric's a good guy too, and his partner. Uh, I like, I like both of them. They, they've got a lot of personality. But, I, but all that aside, if you're, if uh, if you need some more spectrum coverage, those guys do a, do a good job. At least they have, you know, when they bring it up, they always have a lot of fun things to say. about it. You know, it. on the uh, on the Amigos show, the one of the things, the one of the the many reasons people decide to become supporters is because I sing their name in my dulcet tones. Oh. Over in the chat, they're having a big discussion right now talking about how I've done enough. I've done my part. It's time for you to come up with some interesting way to announce our support. Maybe I should wrap them. I'll get it. Give me a beat. Give me beatbox me. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll be... That would be the end of that show. We'll be back next week with a little something, something. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me, but I got nothing. I'm not an entertainer. I'm just a schmo. Next week, Aaron... We're going to be playing. I think this is one of the Avengers villains, Thanatos. Oh, it's close, but yeah, that's great. I can't wait to try that out. Dragon time. Yeah, yeah. You've got a Thanatos shirt. That was awesome. Given to you by Boss Man Harry. The Boss Man came through yeah. for you. Boss Man. Mm-hmm. That's my Nails impersonation. You remember Nails? Was he one of the flock? He was Raven? the con- he was the convict that feuded with the Boss Man. Really? Yeah. He wore an orange jumpsuit. Was he like Rusty Shanks? Yeah, he was. That's actually. awesome. Yeah. I love Rusty. I'll show you Shanks. some footage later. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next week, rewind tape and press play.